0: Good evening ladies and gentlemen, it's the King of the Couch back in your ear holes for another week of the King of the Couch podcast, the world's greatest podcast, probably. Um, sorry I'm a day late. Normally record on a Monday night. It's a Tuesday night and uh, in sunny, well, really, really rainy, wet sunshine, Coast, Queensland at the moment. It's pissing down rain outside, a little bit of thunder, a little bit of lightning. You might pick it up on the audio. It doesn't matter if we do or not. And I'm sitting here and I'm recording it for the first time officially solo, trying to record it, audio it. Fucking jam it together and stick it up on YouTube uh, within the next 24 to 48 hours, depending on how long it takes me to actually edit this shit. So, yeah, glad to be back in your ear holes. I'm going to I'm joined tonight. Little paps to PBR. I'm going to fucking get straight into that. Oh, that sounds good. I'm going to take a swigaroo. Ah. This is all new to me, of course, this video stuff, uh, episode 116. I've been, oh, frankly, I feel like I've been mastering the audio for some time now. Uh, video, it adds a different element, a huge element, frankly, and I'm, an element that I'm not ready for. And uh, yeah, I just, um, I don't know what I'm doing, but I've just got it on here. I've got the nice backdrop, watched a few YouTube videos, got the audio gun, we've got the ring light, we've got it all happening. Maybe one day I'll write a fucking ebook, release for free, and then eventually try to get fucking rich off you cunts one day, but it doesn't matter. Thank you so much for listening it's always a pleasure 8 49 p.m 26 of the 10th 2021 let's go uh firstly let's get a bit of housekeeping out of the way subscribe to the show now jump on and subscribe to my youtube channel that would be sick if you're not already doing that um but you know get on spotify follow me there get on apple follow me there write a review even more than that pay it forward i really appreciate it if you pay it forward um I just had a thought before I got on the show. I just wanted to share this quickly with you. Uh, Beck was eating some coconut yogurt, and for the life of me, whenever I smell coconut yogurt, I don't know what it is, but it reminds me of off ham do you have is there a series of food that you have it's just like that so for coconut yogurt it always reminds me of off ham eggs classic (laughs) classically known as the fart smelling food people people really smell farts when they smell eggs i used to scramble eggs in an old job and used to always get in trouble for for just gassing the office out another classic one for me i grew up on hp sauce i hated it growing up frankly i hate it as an adult still there's a belch wouldn't be a show without it uh, HP sauce, uh, reminds me of bad smelling feet, coconut, off ham, eggs, farts, HP sauce, off feet, don't know what it is, but it's gross, anyway, thought I'd share that with you, it's a fun thing for the video, it's a fun thing for the show, it's a fun thing for years. let's fucking go, uh, Friday night, it was a good one, um, pretty chill, I feel like I had a couple of berios. I can't remember exactly why, but I bought a bottle of organic wine, I will say, last episode I had tie tape from Built to Spill, uh, you know, honestly, jack of all trades, metalhead, uh, master of a few actually, not just a jack of all trades. I'm looking behind me, you can sort of see here, three bottles, ordered a couple, he chucked a couple in there, unreal, they look good, I'm not going to fuck up the whole situation I've got here tonight, but there's a cider, there's a pet nat, and there's a rosé. I can't wait, I'm off to the Gold Coast next week, so I'm going to chuck those bitches on ice, take them down, and drink them all up, I'm so excited. Um... So that was really cool to have him on there. So after that podcast, I was very much like, "Oh, I got to try this whole natural wine, organic wine." I knew I'd placed an order, but I couldn't get it like in time for Friday night. So I went to the local natural wines. I will say they're pretty hard to get. Like I had a look at Dan Murphy's, couldn't find any. I had a look at the local, couldn't find any. But they had some organic wines. So I thought I've never tried an organic wine, so I thought we'll try it out. I know organic food is better for you. Oh, I'll be honest. I was a bit somewhat skeptical on the uh, on the organic wine. I think I'd had a a of Cuba's Pale Ale. I had some dinner. I can't remember what the dinner was, but i had the, the, the Cuba's Pale Ale toally and I think frankly it like set off a, a nice aroma in my mouth. So when I cracked the bottle of organic wine, which was a Shiraz, it just had a totally different flavour. I couldn't I couldn't work it out. I wasn't really I wasn't into it that night. I only had one glass. I was cooked actually. Friday night was a fucking it was a write-off, frankly. I fell asleep really, really early. And and that was it. And I woke up, and then it was Saturday. It doesn't matter. But I I'm all over the shop here tonight. I'm looking at my notes. I'm looking, the video's really throwing me off. So sorry about that. Um, but yeah, it was one glass and I wasn't I wasn't that into it, frankly. So Uh, Saturday rolls around. We had a big day Saturday. I've got some news here. I don't know. I don't know whether I want to leak it tonight or not. Um, I'll let you you fill in the blanks. I actually, I'll be honest, I let the information slip quite a few episodes ago and I had to edit it out because I got a bit bit worried about it. So I said something in the podcast and a certain friend's wife, a really good friend, right, and his wife, his best wife actually, um, she picked it up. And I didn't know she listened to the show. She tried to tell me that that was her only time she listened to the show, but mm, I don't know. I see straight through that bullshit. And he's hit me up straight away, the nosy little fucker. He's gone, hang on, man. Did I just hear or did you just hear, did you just say that? And I thought, oh, shit. Got extremely cold feet, edited the show, that little 30-second, like just five words out, edited it out, reposted the show. Nobody else hit me up. Nobody else picked it up. I can't even remember what episode it was. It was probably back at like 109, maybe 110. We're 116 now. So it was a few weeks back. I don't know if I'm ready to tell it tonight. We we're past that certain time frame, obviously, but I went and picked up a new car on Saturday. So that was a big highlight. Picked up a new car. We went down last Tuesday to Brizzy, found a Kia Sportage 2019. Shout out Kia for uh, sorting the king out and the royal family. It's really nice of you, and it's a really great car. We're looking at buying new, which is a fucking shit show, and it was so overly expensive. And then we did the whole dance of why don't we just buy one or two years old, save ourselves a, like get basically a new car, and that's it, and that's exactly what we did, so that was really cool, Um, but yeah, we uh, couldn't get it until Saturday, so we, we went down to the dance on Tuesday, Saturday rolls around, had to pick up the new car, it's a bigger car, fit for a family with more luggage and things like that, you know, so you can fill in the blanks and then, um, and then maybe I'll leak it in the next episode. I don't really want to overshadow this show tonight with that, but some good news, some interesting news, some exciting news, and it warranted a new car, an SUV car. So, see how you go with that but yeah saturday was pretty much like just just me organizing that i got a good mate timmy shout out timmy he jumped in he was the co-pilot because i needed someone to bring back the other car so i picked up the Kia. he drove the corolla home unreal uh brisbane city automotive did the whole bow on the car got the nice photo that was pretty exciting I never actually got a car from a dealership before I'm 32 years old so this is my one two, this is my fourth car and I'm pretty excited about that it was the first time I did the whole dealership dance and all that stuff I had the fucking ribbon on the car so that was really exciting I was really excited with bluetooth the stereo in we've got the new wild hearts album on Oh, and I just cranked it the whole way up, the Bruce. I was just so stoked, right? I was just so fucking stoked. It was really cool um, to get that new car. Smelled clean. Had that new car smell. It was delicious. So it was fucking great. Um, so we did that. That was all day Saturday. I was meant to catch up with Milky and Sarah. They were up over the weekend. The day sort of got away from me. Arabella was with the grandma. So we sort of did a bit of a dance. We didn't end up getting up there to like 6 o'clock. But we wanted to go. I really wanted to take the car. For a bit more of a strap, I wanted Beck to have a drive of it too. And I wanted to have a beer with my good friend. Do you know? Do you just get that? A beer with your good friend on a Saturday night. I picked up a carton. I just a handful in. He's not much of a beer drinker or milky, but I thought I wanted to go and check it out. You know, I wanted to go and see him. Um, so that was really fun. That was really fun to go see him on the Saturday evening. And Sarah, his little one was in bed. Doesn't matter. But that, that takes me back to the organic wine. Here I am telling you that I was drinking quite a bit of organic wine on Friday night, but I didn't. I only had one glass. I fell asleep. I had a full day of boating on Sunday, which is a great day, and we'll get into that very, very shortly. But I really didn't want to overdo it on a Saturday night. I wouldn't say I overdid it. I've overdone it before, and I definitely didn't overdo it, but I probably pushed it just a little bit. And I went down, when I got home from Saturday, when I got home on Saturday evening, I'd had four furfies with Milky right, and I was really quite in the zone, the uh, the tipsy zone, I'll call it the, the the semi-alcoholic zone. And I got home, I was like, I've got that, I've got that organic wine, don't I? I've got that organic wine, maybe I'll just suss it out, right? So, cracked a little glass, and then I've got on the YouTube, right? I've gone down a freaking wormhole with joe rogan right i watched a couple of good listen i'll, I'll, I'll share some podcasts after that we got heaps of just random shit to talk about tonight i should have done a fucking menu at the start of the show it doesn't matter and i went down a wormhole i'm watching joe rogan talk to dave chappelle i watched that dave chappelle special last week got a few messages about that i can't remember talking about it at length but it was an interesting one there was a lot of ruffled feathers after that but i've got my uh, my thoughts on that we'll share on another podcast um some people are very sensitive, I will just say that much. But Saturday, that was me. How good is it just getting on a little bit of wine, going down a YouTube wormhole, I had the 65 inch just fucking set up, screaming at me. I had the headphones on, Beck was doing her assignment, and I was just another glass. Another glass, another glass. It was whistling at me, frankly, the organic wine. It was making me feel so fucking good. And I'm just down the Rogan wormhole and I'm on the COVID staff. I'm on the health staff. I'm on the motivational staff. I'm on the fucking contro- controversies, I'm on it all. I was having a good little evening on Saturday Sometimes I just get like that. It's been ages since I've been able to channel a little bit of drunkness on my own and just get really into it. Saturday night, I got back there and I was really excited about that. Not a good habit to get into, but I was really excited about that. On that note, I think I need to take another little PBR because I'm parched. But yeah, that was good. Honestly, it was like 11.45 p.m. I was just like, oh, I'm doing these one-eyed ones and I'm like, fuck. I was like, all right, all right. Pour this like last half glass down the sink, you absolute piss wreck. Go to bed, get a fucking, get some 40 winks. You got to do some boating on Sunday. So that's what we did. Got up, um, drank heaps of water, frankly. You got to get fucking hydrated. Heaps and heaps of water. And Sunday... We did a bit in the morning, went and got some coffee. Actually, I didn't have a coffee. I was feeling slightly anxious. I, I, I probably was the organic wine. I will say, I was my first bottle of organic wine, and I thought, surely without the preservatives and all this bullshit, it's going to maybe not give you a hangover, aka a headache, aka you want oil, lethargic, doesn't matter. Fucking bullshit, eh? It, it definitely gave me a headache. I am I, a firm believer that if you drink enough of anything alcoholic, it's going to fucking make you feel... Not hundred percent the next day. Organic wine. I'm gonna run the test on these beautiful natural wines, you know. And if they do knock me about, I'm not gonna tag, build the spill in it, and tell them that they've knocked me about, right? But I'm sure that they know that if you drink enough of any alcohol, you'll wake up like three bags of shit. So it wasn't too bad on Sunday morning. Probably going on about it a bit, but it wasn't too bad anyway. We had a large day boating. I was really excited about it. We had the crew up from Brisbane, Milky Sarah, Lewis, Robin, Jordan, and Amelia had teed up the boat. They got their captain, their friend Dan, who's a sensational dude. I don't I don't know too many captains, you know, boat captains. And he is probably one of the best guys I've ever met. And it's just a coincidence that he's a boat captain. So by association, all captains are legends in my book. So that was really cool. But we, we fucking just rocked up there. And when Chives, a.k.a. Jordan, he gets when he gets rolling, right, he's in a good mood. I'm in a good mood. As soon as I walk through the door, he's bubbly. He's always bubbly, right? And we get in there, and he's just like, champagne? And I'm like, yeah, fuck yeah. This is the Pope shit in the woods. So he cracks a nice little bottle of Paul Roger, which is a delicious drop. I think it's about 50 bucks a bottle, probably at the highest end of my fucking pay packet in terms of you know my financial budget when it term- in terms of buying champagne uh probably just fucking coffee money for old chimes but it doesn't matter he is a generous man and that's all that matters it's a nice drop though i will say it's a nice drop it's his favorite champagne so naturally it's my favorite champagne now so we um we cracked into that had a couple of glasses before we got before we got on the boat all the crew came i'd packed like seven eight furfies i thought this will do me for the day it's funny, you know, they always say BYU alcohol. I do it. Every time I go to the house, I always take alcohol. They have the largest alcohol collection of any house I've ever been to in my life. So, honest to God, like nine times out of ten I go there, it, it never ends up me actually drinking my own beers. I think I had like two or three of my own beers of the seven I brought, and he'd pack like a carton or two of Kronas. There was Stone and Woods, fucking the bottles of the Paul Rogers champagne, heaps and heaps of stuff, Some bought a bottle of tequila. It was just fucking, it was a bit... It was a bit mental. We were getting on it, frankly. We were getting well on it. He's got a fucking huge ass wine collection. So he had the bottles of rose there. What I'm getting at is they say BYO and then they fucking liquor you up anyway. So it doesn't matter. But it was great. Honestly, Sunday was an absolute fucking pearl of a day. If you look, if you have the chance to get on a boat on a nice sunny day with your mates and a shitload of piss and your family, all your loved ones, Take him up on it. Go and do it. It's a fucking sensational way to fucking spend your Sunday. I had a great fucking day. Seriously, so good. Um, we went out to Noosa. went into the bar. Basically, you can sort of cruise out. I don't know. I'm not a boat person. I don't know the terms and terminology, but you get on the boat and you go on the water and then you find somewhere to pull up so you can fucking jump off and sink and piss. So that's kind of how we did it and that's our our boating adventures um we had some sensational photos taken in my head that day i was going and going this is gonna be a great day the weather's mint everything is mint everyone's looking good and we need some photos fuck me dad we got some good photos some of those days you just never get good photos and i love taking photos i've become a real photo whore lately since arabella's been born i'm always snap snap snapping away i don't know if anyone can relate to that but that's like that's my thing um it's crazy. But, yeah, it was just such a good day, honestly. had such a great day. We get back to their pad at the end of the day. They want to order some Thai. I've cracked some I've cracked some rosé. We were in the pool. We're in the spa. I'm just cooking. They got the magnesium Magnesium pool. Just having a good time. Every time we get in that magnesium pool after way too many standard drinks, it fucking sucks the life out of me, right? So I'm drinking, 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 drinking. We order the Thai. They've literally ordered about 50 packets of Thai, 50 containers, Tupperware, whatever you call it. So much Thai. I always take home leftovers. That's like my stone cold stunner when I go to their house. Like, it's almost like, what can I leave there? I left my mambo bodies there, which sucks because I don't have to drive back home and get them because I'm going to the GC next week. Don't know if I told you. And it's like, what food can I take home? Because I've got a big thing with food wastage and we always over order when we're there. I, I shit you not, there was like 30 containers of fucking Thai. I've just hung up my mambos going, all right, I'm going to leave these here. I left with eight containers of Thai, full containers of Thai. I've come home the next day, just breakfast, lunch and dinner tie, tie, tie anyway I got home on Sunday night after a pearl a day. And what, what the feeling in your body after just necking drinks all day, feeling loved up with all your friends in the sun, is one of just pure dehydration. My head was absolutely thumping. My body was lethargic as hell. I left my hydrolytes to my mum's the last time I'd gone down there. So I was like, oh, Jesus Christ. I need some ice water and I need a lot of it. I'm going to need some Panadol, the Optisorb if you got it, Rapid if you got it, I'll take whatever. Give it to me. I had hydrolite ice blocks. They came in handy. I was sucking them down like fucking Tic Tacs. I swear to God. Honestly, a good day on the piss in the sun, it just requires like huge amounts of hydration when you get home. You know, I'm 32 years old. I got a family now. I can't party like I did when I was 18. It was evident. Beck wasn't even drinking. Another little hint Beck wasn't drinking. Why wasn't she drinking? Who knows? You fill in the blanks. I was drinking, I was making up for her, right? But I keep my manners in, you know. I'm not. I'm not a vicious drunk. I'm not an abusive drunk. I'm a funny drunk. I think I get. I get like laughy. Is that a word? I'm happy. Rarely sad. Rarely angry. But it was a good day. I was fucking well. 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 Dehydrated. Woke up on Monday morning, going. You know what? I'm not hungover, but my soul is not fully in my body, and I'm not present right now. My head was over here. I just was so thirsty. So so thirsty. I just remember till about ten a.m. I was like, I'm the thirstiest human being in the world. I had to go get some OJ from the local, like like that good OJ, that real proper squeezed OJ, and it was fucking unreal. Anyway, that was my weekend. It was great. I didn't get on the podcast last night because one, I had heaps of life maintenance to do. My house was an absolute shit show. I needed to fucking clean it. Arabella's going through a little bit of a phase where she's getting out of bed. She's not sleeping, so we were cooked a bit later, put her to bed a bit later. She's in and out. She's in and out. She's in and out. And I'll be honest, I wasn't vibing. I wasn't vibing. The, the four hundred standard drinks I had on Sunday started to catch up to me. I was feeling quite lethargic, and I thought, you know what, I can't do it tonight. Let the motherfuckers wait for another twenty four hours, marinate on the emotion, and then we'll get it done. And that's exactly what I did. So I'm here with you now, drinking a PBR, telling you some stories. This is the King of the Couch episode one hundred sixteen. Hmm, damn good beer. Thanks, Ty. What else is happening? I've got a story here. I wanted to tell you to. I'm gonna to have to. I'm gonna to have to fucking let this go. I've got a few things on the, on the cards tonight. I, I have a punchable offense. It's been a while since I did a punchable offense. Um, I want to talk Halloween. I was going to talk some scary movies and things like that because there's Halloween next week. I have a Halloween party on. Saturday night, it's my brother's thirtieth. I'm pretty um pretty excited about that. It's been a little while. Um well he's never been 30 actually, that's what happens, you turn a new number every year. What the fuck I'm talking about here. Um but I'm excited, it's what I was getting at has been a little while since I've been to a costume party. Um so I'm very, very excited about that. And I'm just looking through here, heaps, heaps and heaps and heaps to talk about. Every time I have a guest on the show, I had Ty last week, I get so wrapped up in trying to get information out of them and and just because I I didn't know Ty and it was a fucking good show. So if you haven't heard that one, go and listen to that. He's a great dude and go and buy some bottles of wine from Bill to Spill. But I just was like, there's like a two-week period generally or sometimes a three-week period where I've had a guest and I've got a solo show. So I find I just write so much shit, like so much crap down. And I get on here and I'm like, what? Like, what what did I mean then? I've got TikTok chat here. I don't know what I want to chat about TikTok, but I'm on TikTok. If you're on TikTok yourself, go and look at me, King of the Couch pod. It's hard. I've got to be honest. I thought it was for just like fucking tweens and just people like wasting time. It is, and it is, but it's also for people that probably want to try and monetize their podcast and, uh, you know, make a make a rather decent side hustle like I do. Uh, but kudos to these people that can fucking chop and change and edit all the stuff together. It's really quite hard. And then it just means that like, when you're doing podcast clips like I do, you've got to then go and like listen to yourself for an hour. It's very hard to do that. So I'm a one-man band, baby. I'm a one-stop shop. So anyway, shout out TikTok. It's been pretty fun. One thing, I, I'll be honest, I, I don't get down TikTok like... Like I do on Instagram. Instagram, I sit there and I scroll. A few potties ago, I talked about social media and fucking it off because it really is fucking with my head. And i got to, I keep going back like a fucking crack addict and I've got to get off it. It's such you sit there all fucking night. What am I doing? It's fucking 1 a.m. I've got to get a bed. Like a crackhead, right? Got to fucking lock the apps. Got to, literally got to throw the fucking phone away. Go away. Don't want to look at it. TikTok is like that idea too, but I find I don't sit there. It's good because TikTok has a whole bunch of bullshit on there that really brings you back down. You go, this is funny, this is silly, this is the dumbest shit I've ever seen, now I'm fucking done with it, but I still want to get on TikTok and post my own shit to try and make some money. I think that's cool, I think that's noble. Anyway, but I've said a couple of crazy comments over the weekend, I noted that down too, we won't talk about that one, it's a bit more of a serious one, I said about how men have a harder than women, didn't go down too well, um, honestly it went down like a burning ship honestly not too well i was in a room full of females at the time i basically was just like that elephant in the room at a feminist convention said that out loud backed away and just thought how out it females we'll talk about that in a few episodes time because i do have i do have feelings around that that's not to say i don't love females and i don't think they're better than men because they are better than men females to me but um you know they a, a woman birth you your mum births you right women are the most important Fucking people on this planet—they're way more important than men. I can say that out loud. I'm a man, but it doesn't matter. If for if it wasn't for a woman, I wouldn't be here. So it doesn't matter. Anyway, my nanny negged me. Um, that was pretty rough to deal with. Um, I I wasn't gonna. If if I say the punchline, right? You'll know what I was getting at the start of the show. We'll save my emotions and stuff for another show. Anyway. I will tell you what the the announcement was because it's a special one. A lot of people know. A lot of people don't know. We we weren't really going to do like an Instagram post about it and stuff like that. Um, It's kind of the day and age you live in right now. Instead, you just want to save it up. Talk about our new podcast. chop it up into a TikTok video. Put it out there. Probably share it on Instagram. Don't fucking matter. But my nanny negged me. Real hard, actually. For the first time ever, I can remember my nanny actually properly negging me. She's always been sticking up for me. My pop generally will neg me in a good way, you know, just jovial guys taking the piss out of each other. He often calls me custard guts and things like that. I'm I'm quite a I'm quite a tight body up here, like from my nipples to my chin. I'd say that's my best area. You can't see here, but I've got. I've got a little bit of a sloppy gut on me, you know. And once upon a time, I was probably fit. Not right now. Um, I'm drinking PBRs. It's Tuesday, fucking night. You know what I mean? I had a caramel quailer for the show to get the blood sugar up. But my nanny nagged me for the first time ever. I'm wearing a pretty sweet, hot new linen shirt, white, kind of a '50s style. It was nice. I like clothes. I have my Mambo boardies on another set of Mambo boardies. Shout out, Mambo. I'm still, I'm still hunting for that sponsorship. But um. I'm having a beer, we're at a family event the other week and I'm about to give away the big announcement of course because it was in the thing. She's sitting down, I'd say gut height, right? I have bent over the table to get something. The linen shirt is a little bit see-through. My guts, quite frankly, were just obviously hanging well over the waistband of my Mambo Bordies. She's looked at my gut, she's looked at me, I've looked at her and she's just gone, "Um, are you sure the the one that's pregnant? And I was just like, Mortified, probably mortified. I was shook actually. I didn't expect it from her and it got me good. I was just like, and it's your nan, you know, she's like 85 years old. I thought I could cut you up, I could cut you down here, but I'm just not going to do that. I'm not going to reduce myself to your level. But yeah, she got me. She negged me hard because she said that. I really took a good hard look at myself after I finished my two is new, my probably my fourth one, which is quite a heavy, heavy drink and it wasn't really helping my whole stomach situation. Went into the bathroom at my auntie and uncle's house and just sort of lifted my shirt. And I was like, you are looking a bit pregnant, son. You better put down the twoies new tomorrow, not today. But yeah, got me good, nan, Good one. I like it. Neg me. Keep me coming back. But I've been running. I've been uh, trying to lose some weight ever since that. Yeah, didn't take it personally at all. But yeah, if I'm just pure keto. Nothing but you know fats, protein, no carbs. But anyway, I'll let the secret away. Hit me up about it if you must. But we'll talk about it on another episode. I wanted to get back on the show to talk about it as well. We're overdue for another Beck episode. We've done episode 50 with her, episode 100 with her. I'm not waiting to episode 150. Let's get it back on the show soon. Anyway, that was a good one. She got me good. I um, we'll, get, we'll get to the horror stuff towards the end of the show, I think. I've got a few bits and pieces and it could go on here a little bit. Um, I had a punchable offence. It's been quite some time for a punchable offence. I'm going to take a quick little drink. (sighs) A punchable offence. I can't remember the last one I did, but we're driving the other day and we're on the road. doesn't matter where we're at. We're driving, right? And there's a ute in front of me. Nothing particularly with ute drivers, right? Utes serve their purpose and people that drive them need them for certain reasons probably. But those people that tie their dogs in the back of utes. And in particular, the the utes that don't have sides or backs, they're just a tray. This poor little sort of beagle cross scared looking cattle dog thing, right? Got the chain, the wanky ass fucking rickety chain. Like this long, right? Maybe 30 centimeters, maybe 40 centimeters like from the thing in the middle of the ute, the dog all over the fucking, all over the thing. Punchable defense. Putting your dog on a leash in the back of the ute without fucking sides in the back. I hate that. I don't like that. Makes me feel uneasy. Makes Beck feel uneasy. I don't like it. We're in the car and I instantly get that hate. I get that hate of like, why would you do that? You fucking idiot. You've got a five-seated car. You're the only one in there. You must love this dog tying it with a fucking chain on the back of the ute. You're zigzagging all through town. The fucking things like this. And dogs like... They can't stand up in cars at the best of times. Like, we, we all know that. Like, that's just a thing that dogs can't do. They're pretty shit at it. I don't know why. They've got four legs and we can do okay, I suppose. But, yeah. Anyway, I just don't like that. So that's my punchable offence for this week. I might try and bring back more punchable offences. I'd like to say a lot of them are tongue-in-cheek. That one I genuinely think is a punchable offence. If you tie your dog up to the back of the car, it's a good chance it's going to fucking fall over and just, like, Hang itself, noose itself while you're cruising up the Bruce Highway. You won't even fucking realize, you bogan idiot. Anyway, didn't catch his number plate, so I'm not going to read it out here in the air so we can hunt him down, but don't like it. Don't do it. Please don't do it. That's my punchable offense, number 417. What else? We might as well talk about the horror stuff, right? We're halfway through this potty. I was going to talk about the soup Nazi, actually, but we'll save that for another episode. I saw some interesting stuff about him, so we'll talk about that next week. Maybe not next week. Might have a week off because I'm going away. But we'll talk about that at the end of the episode. Let's talk horror movies. I thought it's coming up to Halloween. I've got a Halloween party on the weekend. Firstly, I'm a bit, I'm a bit stumped. Anyone listening to the show wants to give me some pointers and, and tell me who to go. Uh, as will that will be greatly appreciated i'm thinking leatherface um my one thing is see i thought about leatherface thought about michael myers thought about jason Voorhees, thought about freddie krueger and ghostface from scream so i thought about all the classics right the problem is with like uh, pretty much all of those because they've all got some, some sort of fucked up face or a mask on i've got these glasses right i'm blind without them i put one of the jason Voorhees masks on the other week the hockey mask and i couldn't see properly and then of course to put your glasses on the outside of the mask, it's just no good. I don't wear contacts. It's a real issue in my life, right? So I'm thinking, fuck, I've got to wear a mask or no mask. So I've got to find something else that doesn't require a mask. So I've sort of, I'm have i thinking I'm going to settle on leather face. Um, it's pretty easy. It's like a pair of dark slacks, a white sort of business shirt, a shitty raggedy-ass tie, an apron. Mess it the fuck up. And obviously in, in Texas Chainsaw Massacre, he has a face that is someone's face that's all sewn together and he puts it on that's his, that's his thing that's his shtick you know what I mean that's his stone gold stunner that's his move he loves wearing people's faces he obviously didn't have to wear glasses because that would make no sense to put a face on your face and then try and put your glasses on. Maybe he had contacts. I don't know. Do you think that's a thing? Do you think like Leatherface and some of these serial killers that were so crazy, like when they had natural ailments and things like that, they just go to like a like a doctor surgery or an optometrist. Could you imagine Leatherface just sitting at OPSM just being like, or Specsavers even, just being like, yeah, cool. Like I've had to leave me fucking face at home, you know, because I don't want to give away the fact that I'm a murderer with a chainsaw, but I need glasses because i need to see where my victims are at you know i need to fucking anyway it doesn't matter i digress but that's where i'm at with that so i'm thinking about going as a leather face uh i think that's a good one google leather face and i'm thinking the way i'll do the mask is just like paint my face just a little bit shitty i'm not a makeup artist so someone will have to do it for me and then just like stitch the stitch the makeup in makeup the stitches in if I draw them on we'll draw on stitches uh fuck up my hair a bit throw a bit of blood on the apron and then just get a fucking chainsaw thing beck bought me a machete but it's not the same it's a meat cleaver i'm sure he has to use a meat cleaver but it's the it's a texas chainsaw massacre not the texas meat cleaver massacre but it, it does make you think and i'm really excited about that i hope everyone goes really really hard it's a it's a pure horror theme right i was i was going to go with either risky business tom Cruise, or Frankenfurter initially i thought they were pretty fun they're not really like horror as, as such so we'll have to save those for another time i thought risky business was good business shirt Socks, undies, Ray Bans. I thought it was good. I could wear my fucking glasses in, but it's not a horror thing, so it doesn't matter. Um, but last week I was really excited because the Scream Five trailer came out, and I was really excited about it because I really like Scream, and it was just exciting for me. I get really excited. Uh, you can tell I'm excited. So Scream Five, go and check that out if you're a horror fan. There's heaps of good horror movies coming out. I want to see Candyman. Haven't seen that yet. I pulled up. I saw an article today. I was gonna. I was gonna go through my my top five sort of scary sort of horror movies and things like that. But um, I didn't get around to it, slash I sort of did. I'm going to steal this list from Lab Bible because it's actually pretty good. There's a few movies that I think are scarier than this, but we'll go through this list anyway. Um, but off the back of that, I wanted to talk about some scary movies. And then I've got, I've got a series of 11 pretty fucked up Halloween-related stories. So we'll talk about those as well. I've also got some trivia here, just basically just one bit of trivia. I'm going to read it for you right now. Did you know that Miss Trunchbull's house in the movie Matilda is the same house as the one that Ghostface, the killer in Scream, throws off Sarah Michelle Galla's character in Scream 2? I didn't know that until last week. I thought that's amazing. I love movie trivia. <sighs> Riveting, cutting-edge wow. shit tonight. Don't matter. These are Loud Bible's top five scariest horror movies of all time they're all quite relatively new and some of them frankly are scary i'll be honest i think a lot of movies are scary i there's two types of people right there's people that don't like horror movies so by by fucking association they're scared of every horror movie they see because they can't actually sit there they're they're pathetic right and then there's those people that reckon they love horror movies and they're not scared of any horror movies I sort of sit on my own, you know, I'm a bit of a rebel. I love horror movies, but generally 90% of horror movies scare me, right? I'm easily scared, you know, Um, get quite anxious, get the bubbling feeling. I'd never finish the movie and walk out of that being kept awake at night going, Jesus Christ, you know, I was really scared, really fucked me up and I can't sleep. It's never like that. It's always left with, fuck, man, I am so glad that's not me. I'm going to sleep easy tonight because I'm not in their shoes. I'm not a victim here, you know, I'm sweet. But it's just, that's kind of the way I roll, you know? And people get real staunch on horror movies. They're the hardest crowd to please, right? There's so many good horror movies out there, but people just like are so critical of horror movies, right? There's like horror and there's so many subgenres of horror, you know? There's like the gore, there's the suspense, there's psychological, there's all that sort of stuff. I'm sure we could do a whole specific horror episode. I've got to get some fucking horror friends. I actually don't have many friends who are into horror. There's a handful of them. And they're all just cruising around and we can never seem to get together to watch a horror movie. But it's been seriously some time since I've, I've been able to get together with the gang and watch a horror movie. I think in the five years I've been with Beck, um, we've watched like maybe two horror movies together, right? And they weren't even that scary, frankly. Here I go, fucking big note to myself. They weren't even that scary. But I was trying to be lenient for her because she's like one of those people that hates horrors because they all scare her. So I was trying to be nice. But anyway, top five scariest movies. Number five, Paranormal Activity, 2007. I'll say when Paranormal Activity did come out, I thought this was a pretty, pretty. The idea of it was scary, right? It was kind of like in the in the vein of like the Blair Witch, where it was all people at home in bed asleep, and then shit is kicking off, and that they, they set up all like the CCTV or all the you know all the video footage um, in the house. I feel like this is well before the time of influencers and things like that, where people just have cameras fucking rolling, you know, wherever. Like me, if I wanted to catch a ghost, I just flick this on, monetize it, hopefully. But I think what was scary about that was, I didn't think it was a real thing. They they tried to, you know, they always do. They tried to pit it off as a true story. I mean, how many horror movies out there are true stories? For real. I mean, how many are there? But I think the scariest thing about this movie was that it was like people could picture themselves in their own home with their lights off and... Shit, going crazy. The baby moving, the dog move something fucking levitating. I've had so many instances where you're like half awake, half asleep, and you feel like you see a shadow in the room, and you want to just kick off. You're fucking going mental. It's nothing. It's just wind or something. And some the curtains go on. You're know, you're freaking out because you're half asleep. You're not you're not even awake. That's just what it is. That's what's happening. But I think that's where people find it relatable because you know, like for me, for example, I can't sleep with my bedroom door open because it's just a black hole, and because I'm like. With the l glass because they're off you know but i'm like what's going on there you can't see past the black hole and i've got a bit of a thing with that so paranormal activity I, i'd say it's pretty scary i have to re-watch it again probably freaked me out just a little bit but like i i don't know do you know what i mean um number four hereditary this one was good this one got a lot of shit frankly i i liked it i thought it was actually pretty quite scary um I can't remember exactly what it was about. A grieving family is haunted by tragic and disturbing occurrences. I do remember it being totally fucked up. And spoiler alert, if I fuck up any of these for you, you want to go watch them, but it's my show, right? So I will say, spoiler alert, just straight up. But there's some really creepy scenes. There's a scene where someone just sort of fucking combusts in flames. There's one where the mum's running across the roof. I'm pretty confident someone fucking slices their own throat in it. There's a little girl in it i got a thing about kids, you know, like they serve their purpose in society, don't get me wrong. But some about that kids in horror movie, they look extra fucking creepy, you know. And this little girl, I don't know if she's got something wrong with her, so I'll, I'll apologize up front. But I think she's got the makeup on to make her look a bit more scary, right. And, and she's creepy as hell. Like there's just these scenes where she's fucking around with dead birds and stuff like that. I don't like birds. I think it's fucking gross. Anyway, you know, to actually do that sort of shit. So that's disgusting for one. But it's just kind of creepy and the thing I liked about this horror movie whereas I feel like a lot of people didn't like it they just thought it was weird, long winded, slow burn and those are some of the fucking fa- most favourite things I like in horror movies I think personally it doesn't have to make total sense right, it's a little bit f- it's a bit of a fancy, right, but this was fucked and it sort of, you could just sort of see it going like from bad to worse and that's kind of um, yeah, that's kind of uh, how I explain that I won't ruin the end, but it definitely goes from fucking bad to worse. A lot of good kill scenes. Some I just gave away. But yeah, I'll be honest. Hereditary definitely um, scared old okay, KTC, I'm a bit of a pussy cat. Number three, The Conjuring. I thought The Conjuring was good. I thought it was really good. A really well done movie. I think James Wan did that. Um, he's, a, he's a homegrown hero, an Australian director, writer, just pure legend. Let's get him on the show he did this one, and I like all his movies, like, there's, like, a couple of, like, sort of slower ones in there, but for the most part, they're all fucking pretty brilliant to me, right, The Conjuring was sick, I can't think of the, uh, Ed and Lorraine, whatever their last name is, but they basically, like, they're paranormal investigators, The Conjuring, it's like a fucking haunted house one, just a classic formula, right, but the way that they do these are really good, you know, and something about James Wan, like, he captures, the next one, I'll be able to go a bit more into it because it's probably my, my favorite James Wan movie. But yeah, they just he just captures like, in this movie, he captured the old sort of stylings and themes really well. They're in like the big sort of mansion house, which is something really scary, about these old homes are just like overly large. Let that be a lesson to some millionaires, you know what I mean? That need these overly large homes. It's scary, so be careful. Ghosts live there. And this is exactly what happens. Ghosts live in this house and, ed and lorraine they're like the paranormal investigators i think she can see like dead people or like channel the dead or something like that this family's getting fucked up getting terrorized uh it's a good one i liked it conjuring is good there's conjuring 2 and the conjuring 3 which i've never seen i want to see that one so i need a horror friend to come and see that because i'll just be sitting there shitting my pants on the couch like i generally do once a week insidious number two I liked Insidious. This is probably my favorite James Wan movie. Um, this is the one where it's... oh God, I'm not looking here. I'm riffing tonight because this is what I do. It's my show. But it's the family. The little boy gets possessed, but he sort of goes into like a coma and he goes into a thing called the further or further or some shit like that. But he's basically in a coma. It looks like he's sort of half dead, but there's shit going on in his head. Kind of reminds me of Stranger Things in that way where they're like, the kids are fucked and they're like trapped in their head in another world, that's probably the best way I can explain it, but there's as fuck nuns in it, there's this, there's this fucking scariest fuck face in it, there's this scene, uh, the dad, he's there, and he's looking at someone, and someone's looking at him, and it flicks back, right, and there's this fucked up dude right behind him, red, black face, fucking totally scary, like, it, sh- it scares me, that sort of shit scares me, you know what I mean, I like a good jump scare, but it gets me, the sickest thing about this movie to me was, um, was, like, the, the the sounds, the the shrieking, the like the fast-paced like camera movement, things like that, that was sick. That scared the fuck out of me, you know? I loved it. Insidious was sick, and then there's two and three. And I think there's even like a four. Fuck me dead, they probably even got a five. That's one thing I will say about horror movies. They absolutely love just doing too many, right? Until they're fucking absolutely flogged to death and it sort of rolls around and you get seventh and eighth and you go, actually, you not know This isn't too bad again, right? They lost me there for four, five, and six. They're bringing it back to number seven. But Insidious one, definitely cool. Insidious two was good. I thought Insidious ended in a really sick way and I mean that in the best way, because it's horror, it should be sick. So it was good, go and check it out. The last one, which I've only ever seen this once and I do remember it being pretty fucking terrifying, frankly. All these movies scare me in a way. Actually, being honest, Paranormal Activity is probably the least scariest so far. Um, Sinister with Ethan Hawke. I only saw this once and I was actually pretty scared. I've got to be honest, I was pretty scared. A washed-up true crime writer, Ellison Oswald, finds a box of Super 8 home movies in his new home that suggests the murder that he is currently researching is the work of a serial killer whose legacy dates back to the 1960s so he's moved into a house finds some old fucking weird super 8 videotapes whatever the fuck they are I'm too young to understand and yeah they're full of fucked up shit on these things and he's trying to write a book and it just fucking goes bear shape from there Uh, I remember again creepy as fuck kids in it tick that's always a good thing if you want to fuck your audience up put some creepy fucking kids in it that always fucks me right up Uh, Ethan Hawke's great in it um, there's a scary dude in it. Like, the main guy, he's got the suit, he's got the long hair, he kind of looks like Joey Jordison or something like that, like a bit, he's a bit metal looking, I will say that. But he's got the fucked up face, almost like a Slipknot mask, to be honest, but he's got the real clean cut suit, so he looks, he looks pretty fucking dapper for a villain. But, yeah, pretty scary. They did a Sinister 2, I never saw that. Um, it's been so long, frankly, since I actually saw this movie, but it was pretty very scary, I will say that, um, I need to uh, I need to watch it again, but that was a pretty good list, because I was trying to put together my own list, and I thought that was actually pretty scary, some notable mentions, um, I would say maybe not so scary, but like a bit more fucked up, I watched a French movie called Martyrs, that fucked me up for a long time, that scared me actually, I'll be honest, that scared me more like this is fucked, and it's scaring me to, to death, uh, I watched a movie called a Serbian film once, That was fucked. Luckily, I was well, well drunk when I watched that because I couldn't really remember when I woke up, but there's a lot of fucked up things in that. I'm not even going to go into that. Go and Google that shit if you want. If you want to go into a movie, walk out of it being violently ill, I'd probably recommend Martyrs in a Serbian film. People reckon that Martyrs is a good movie. I don't know. Fuck with me. Hugely. Serbian film... Absolutely fucked. Would not recommend it. People, uh, notable mentions that are not scary. Virgin almost comedy for me was The Human Centipede. I thought that was an interesting, interesting take. I actually think it's a really funny concept, frankly, to sew the mouth to an anus as a bit of a torture thing. Um, I think the idea came from like, that's how they should treat pedophiles when they're caught instead of just sending them to jail. Anyway, great plot for a horror movie. It just makes sense. Honestly, it's, Probably one of the dumbest movies I've ever seen, though. Definitely, well and truly not scary. Um, But yeah, when I first saw Get Out, I thought that was quite scary. Second time I watched it, not so much. Um, Us, people hated that one. I thought it was fucking good, eh? I thought it was quite scary. Again, when when I watched it, Again, not so much. The thing about I like about Jordan Peel stuff is, is like he's really good at doing the shrieking sort of music. That's great for horror movies. The fast fucking scenes that I love that. That's one of my favorite things. And he he captures the eyes. He's really good with the eyes. Like the people just staring at shit, doing weird stuff with their eyes. I don't know what it is, but that if you get a good eye scene where people just don't blink, and like the mum in our, Us is just like. She's fucking, and she's tearing up. Like, I know she's tearing up. Like, she's a proper method actor. And I'm just going, do you know how hard it is to hold your eyes open for just, like, five minutes at a time? No wonder she's, like, slowly weeping at her eyes. But I'm looking at the ring light over here. I'm weeping right now. Just talking to you about it. But anyway, we, um, we don't mind that. We don't mind that at all. Anyway. I've got a few fucked up stories here. It's Halloween. Feel free if this shit is depressing you to turn it off, but please don't pay it forward. It's fucked up. I know there's a lot of people like true crime and things like that. I want to do a bit of a Halloween special because Halloween, frankly, is something that I still think it's quite foreign to Australians. I know it's really becoming a thing. We got invited to a Halloween neighborhood party i like it it's for the kids arabella's dressing up as a witch on saturday she's so stoked about it i'm stoked because she's stoked it's still very american though i i personally probably never think subconsciously to put shockies in the fridge or lollies in the fridge for kids it's just one of those things uh, my favorite thing about halloween was the movie halloween which is great halloween kills by the well way is out very mixed reviews haven't seen it yet but i'm keen to see that i'm going to go through these stories and then we'll fucking rip it up. Because some of these, I'll be honest, I've read a couple of these, They're pretty sort of fucked up. But kind of, kind of, it's Halloween, right? Meant to be fucked up. Let me take a drink. Parch my, let me, let me wet my lips. Oh, slamming it. Number one, the trick-or-treater who died after being given cyanide-laced candy. This was pretty fucked, actually. In 1974, eight-year-old Tommy, <laughs> idiot. 8 year old Timothy O'Brien died on a Halloween evening after eating candy laced with cyanide but the story has even more of a horrific twist it turns out that the poor little bastard was poisoned by his own dad who basically was in financial trouble and took out some insurance policies on his kids so he actually laced the candy with cyanide gave it to his kids so he could kill the kid and get the money that is fucked up anyway he gave it to 4 other kids too I'm just reading here but they didn't eat it. So that's good. But unfortunately, it's a little sun Number two, the suicide mistaken for a Halloween decoration. In 2005, a 42-year-old woman in Delaware committed suicide by hanging herself from a tree across the street from a residential area. Though the body was heavily visible to passers, passersby and passing vehicles, no one called the police for hours. Why? They assumed the woman was swaying in the wind was a Halloween decoration. That's fucked up. Suicide is a real thing. Mental health is a real thing. So that's equally fucked up. I could see how people genuinely didn't realize it was a real person. Some people go like pretty fucking out there, pretty mental with their Halloween costumes and and stuff like that. I I, I liken it to Christmas decorations. Sometimes I I feel like I have seen real reindeers in people's lawns in Queensland, Australia, but it's not. They're just really good at their decorations. Number three. The man who showed up at a Halloween party dressed as Freddy Krueger and went on a rampage. Going to a Halloween party on Saturday night? hope no one gets any fucking crazy ideas like this. A Halloween party in San Antonio, Texas was in full force last year when a man dressed as Freddy Krueger showed up uninvited. He opened fire on the crowd shooting five people. See, that's fucked up. That's weak. That's cowardless. He's dressed up as Freddy Krueger, right? People would be expecting that he invade their dreams and kill him in the dreams no one is expecting freddy krueger to shoot you when you're alive but in all seriousness that's fucked up i can't believe people actually do that but it's it's a great time it's it's the perfect time for loonies to come out rock up to a party gate crash Mm, freddy krueger halloween see how it go the son who decapitated his mother and left her body in the street Ugh, what a top son. One night in Long Island just before Halloween 2014, a decapitated body laid in the street, five feet away from a severed head. Too many passers by. The horrific sight appeared to be a Halloween prank. Sort of like the uh, the old hanging one from before. But the truth was far from more disturbing. 35-year-old Derek Ward has used a kitchen knife to kill and decapitate his mother. Patricia then carried the body and head out of their apartment. After leaving the body and head in the street, Ward jumped in and... Front of a commuter train killing himself wow this is really fucked up this is actually quite a depressed uh scene i didn't realize how fucked up halloween was these are all actually halloween type things um yeah that guy had issues 100 percent had issues um he had double issues that night one when he killed his mom two when he killed himself so that's pretty fucked up the unspeakable explosion at a holiday performance i don't know what this is but it sounds crazy in 1963 many hoosiers Who's he is? I think that's like a term for like Canadians or something like that. I'm not sure. Decided to spend Halloween night at the Indiana State Fairgrounds Coliseum. Mm, who's he is? Indiana. Maybe I'm wrong with that Canadian assumption. Watching a holiday and ice skating exhibition. Unbeknownst to them, a rusty tank in the concession area began to leak gas. The room, which lacked ventilation, quickly filled with gas. As the skaters performed their grand finale, the gas reached an electric popcorn maker... Triggering a huge, a huge explosion, 74 people were killed and nearly 400 were injured. That's pretty fucked up. But that just seems like a pure accident, right? Uh, it's just a coincidence that it happened on Halloween. But maybe it wasn't a coincidence. Maybe foul play. I don't know. Number six, the Japanese exchange student who knocked on the wrong door. 25 years ago, 16-year-old Japanese exchange student Yoshihiro Hattori dressed up as John Travolta's character from Saturday Night Fever. I don't know, I just already immediately wanted to laugh at that. Then headed out to a Halloween party in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. There, this is obviously in America. This all is in America. They're, they're famous. They're famous for their fucked up uh, Halloween stories. Tragically, he was mistakenly dropped off at the wrong house and the homeowner, panicked by this unexpected visitor, shot and killed Hattori. The homeowner was later acquitted of any wrongdoing, so he got off for the murder. I mean, uh, Hattori's mother, Mieko, Mieko not sure how to say that, Com- commented on the 20th anniversary of her son's death. I've been observing American society for the past 20 years. The ongoing situation there has been incomprehensible to Japanese. I want to encourage more ways to adopt gun control. Yeah, this seems like a pretty fucked up situation. One, I don't really believe in anyone needing to have guns, the right to have guns. Sure, if it's recreational and things like that, but the Americans are fucking mental for this gun control bullshit. They love it. I don't know, you don't need guns, Australia's been fine without, and people say, oh, you lose your power and stuff like that, I don't believe it, maybe I'm a bit too fucking woke for that, but I don't know, but I mean, let's, let's put it, I don't know, maybe this guy just had, was something going on, but the fact that he had a gun, he's ready to kill anyway, I mean, the guy is dressed as fucking John Travolta from Saturday Night Fever, you know what I mean, he's not dressed as like, leatherface or michael myers or something like that he looks like some dude just going to a disco i've not seen the movie but we all know the movie you know um yeah that's pretty fucked that's a that's a pretty fucked one accidental death and the fact that he got off for shooting a john travolta lookalike that's pretty rough number two the assailant who wearing the same mask the killers wore in this in this film scream murdered a man this makes sense I actually feel like this is even I think this has happened before but this to me would be a classic plot of a horror movie just a movie where people dress up as all the killers in horror movies to kill people right kind of then putting a spin on horror movies are bad it doesn't matter movies are are what they are they're entertainment whether they're based on true stories or not I think movies about wars are really fucked up and I don't like watching them but I wouldn't tell anyone that you shouldn't make a movie about the holocaust you know what I mean anyway in screen killers wearing ghost face masks callously murdered the people in their town chillingly on Halloween night 2013 someone wearing the same ghost face mask shot and killed 19 year old Anthony Seabree before disappearing into the New York night yeah that's pretty fucked up but you can see how that happens you know and they probably blame it on the movie the movie made me did it get real dude you got some fucking issues number 8 the Q Beach riot where thousands of high schoolers fought police throughout Halloween night that just sounds like schoolies Toronto's Kew Beach, 30 years before the riot. Obviously couldn't get any photos from the riot. In 1945, teenagers in Toronto spent Halloween night riding and building large bonfires that they stoked with gasoline. That's smart, that's smart. When police descended upon the scene, the teenagers fought back, throwing rocks and blocking the fire department from putting out the fires. Soon, police arrested 14 of the rioters, but instead of calming things, this led to a mob of thousands of teenagers gathering in protest. We don't want to be arrested. We want to keep doing the wrong thing. The teenagers were only dispersed after being doused with water cannons and tear gas. The impetus for this uprising is unknown. I'd say drugs and alcohol could have played a part. I could be wrong. But yeah, that just seems like a few pissed up people. Maybe schoolies, Cronulla riots, ring a bell. Pure coincidence that was Halloween night though, huh? Number nine, the man who opened his door to find a trick-or-treater who would end his life. This is pretty fucked up. This photo I'm looking at is actually pretty scary. I'm going to scroll through that. In 1982, 69-year-old Marvin Brandland was getting ready for bed after a night of handing out Halloween candy when there was one more knock at his door. Brandland opened the door to find someone wearing a pillowcase over their head. Oh, God, that's fucked. It's scary. With the holes cut out for eyes, the figure said, trick-or-treat, give me your money or I'll shoot. He then pulled out a gun and ordered Brandlin into his basement, where Brandlin kept a safe. Brandlin, figuring this was a prank since only family members knew about the safe, grabbed for the gun. The police and sorry, the person in the pillowcase fired, hitting Brandlin in the throat, killing him. The killer fled, leaving the pillowcase at the scene. In 2010, the pillowcase was tested for DNA, but there wasn't enough DNA on it to make a match. Could you fucking imagine that? That kind of just reminded me of Jason Voorhees from, like, I think part two, before he has the hockey mask. Look it up, he has a fucking Hessian sack. Yeah, that's pretty fucked up. I don't like that. Um, I feel bad for all these victims. Number 10, the haunted Hayride employee who, when pretending to hang from a gallows, actually hanged himself for real. Yeah, that seems fucked. That's uh, a prank gone wrong. Sometimes we tell jokes and they don't land. In 1990, Chicago area teenager Brian Jewell's job was to give Hayride customers a scare by pretending to hang from a gallows. Jewell had pulled off the stunt just fine earlier in the day, but that night something went terribly wrong. When the Hayride approached Jewell, who was hanging from the gallows with his feet touching the ground, the tractor driver began to worry. The driver's worries only grew when Jewell failed to deliver his usual speech. According to the prosecutor, there were no signs of foul play. Yeah, that sounds pretty fucked up and definitely like an accident. I I assume no foul play too. And number 11, Lucky Last. The boy whose life was forever altered on Halloween because of his stepfather from hell. Ugh. On Halloween in 1984, 8-year-old Brian Massey should have been enjoying a night of trick-or-treating with his sisters, Tiffany 11, Tamara 10. Instead, he was subjected to a real-life horror film when his new stepfather, 26-year-old David Andrews, stabbed his mother to death before chasing his sisters down the hall and murdering them as well. Andrews then came into Massey's room, covered in blood, and kidnapped the boy. Two days later, police found Massey alive after apprehending Andrews, who had tried and failed to kill himself. Disturbingly, Andrews stuck, struck a plea deal in exchange for a reduction of charges. He is eligible to be paroled next month, which the now 41-year-old Vassey, Massey sorry, vehemently opposes. Yeah, they definitely saved the most fucked up for last. Um, that's pretty rough. I, I can't get it when people just do these things. It's fucked up. I obviously say all this with a jovial tone, but I'm really sensitive to these issues. If there's really serious people out there like suffering from fucked up thoughts and things like that. But being Halloween, typically a fucking fucked up holiday kind of thing. I don't really know what Halloween's about. It's like people want to talk about horror and horrific things. So that's why I was sharing it. So you don't like that part, I'm sorry, doesn't matter. There's like full-on murder podcasts out there that people love. I can't really get that. Is that. Even just doing like 10 minutes of talking about that shit depressed the hell out of me. I wish I hadn't done it, but I've done it now. And I'm going to post about it for all you to maybe skip through or listen to, depending on what you're interested in. But that doesn't matter. Anyway, that's the show, 116. We started crazy. We went mental. I'm recording it tonight. It's all happening. Got the PBRs. And we fucking went down a pretty crazy Halloween sort of fucked up. That's exactly what I did. I just Googled fucked up Halloween stories. I thought I'll share that without probably proofreading it for the show. But it doesn't matter. You either like it or you won't. But I'll be back next week. In saying that, though, I probably won't be back here next week. I will be on holidays next week. I'm away to the Gold Coast, and I want to fucking turn the phone off, have a bit of a digital detox. I'm not taking any audio or anything of that with me. It's just more shit to pack, and I don't know what sort of the environment is going to be like. We're all in a big unit together, uh, me and my uh, my beautiful partner, Beck, my beautiful daughter, Arabella, my beautiful mum. Land, right? We'll all be there, so I'm not going to subject him to that. And that this sort of filth that I talk every Monday night. Uh, might be doing another podcast at some point this week with a guest. I'm not sure, but if not, we got we got heaps more in the pipeline. Um, hopefully, in the next month, I'm going to have this music podcast up and running with my cousin. I know he listens to this show. I need him to get on the mic with me in the next one to two weeks to test some shit and we can put some stuff out there. But if not, I'm going live with it because I get heaps of ideas. And I want to I want to do it, frankly. Anyway. If you like what you heard, please subscribe. Spotify, Apple, this shit's now on YouTube. I'm going to have to relearn how to do all this again to post it up there this week. But go and subscribe to my YouTube channel, uh, King of the Couch Pod, I think it is. King of the Couch Poddy, not sure. Just Google King of the Couch, po- uh, YouTube King of the Couch Podcast, and you'll find it. I'm still working it out. Um, but do all that, pay it forward. Really appreciate it. Anyway, I'm the King of the Couch. You've been a fucking great audience. Go and have a lovely evening and a beautiful week. I love you all.